Hey everyone, it's Adam, and you're listening to the Embrace Podcast. God is doing so many incredible things at all of our physical locations in South Dakota, in Minnesota, and also online. Learn more about Embrace and how to get connected at IamEmbrace.com. I hope today's message encourages you and inspires you. Let's jump in. I love trees, all right? I love trees. And just to state the obvious, I love a lot of things. Like literally, if you start telling me about something that you love, even if I'm not interested at all, there's a high chance that I will start to love it as well. But I really, really love trees. At my very first house, I'll never forget in my backyard, there was a giant weeping birch tree. And I can remember staring at that tree in awe of its white bark and its strange branches. At our next house, all throughout elementary school, we had a beautiful creek that ran behind our house. And all around the creek, it was filled with trees. Now, most of them were Russian olives. Russian olives is kind of a nasty tree. I didn't care though, because it was trees. Fast forward to seminary, my love for trees went to a whole different galaxy. We lived for three years right outside of Lexington, Kentucky, and trees were everywhere. And along the narrow, crazy Kentucky highways, it was absolutely filled with maple trees. And I was no longer just a tree hugger. I was now a tree kisser. And I'm not even sure what that means. At our, at our very first house that Beck and I owned, we had a giant walnut tree in our backyard. And one of my favorite games was taking the walnuts and chucking them and trying to hit one of the 6,000 squirrels in our backyard. Animal lovers, no worries. Squirrels are ninjas. There's not a chance that I ever actually hit a squirrel. I've always joked, though, that I want to be mayor for a day. Just one day, and on that one day, I'm gonna plant trees over every square inch of town, and the very next day, I'm gonna resign, all right? By the way, you never have to worry about your pastor running for an office of any kind. I'd rather have 6,000 squirrels try to throw walnuts at me, okay? One of my favorite things to do, though, in the summer is lay underneath the giant, giant cottonwood tree that's in our backyard, And I'll lay underneath that giant cottonwood tree on my blanket and I'll look up just in awe of the size of this tree in awe of the thousands of leaves. And I love watching the wind make it move back and forth. Again, I love trees. That's me. What about you? Is there a specific tree that comes to mind for you? Maybe it was a tree in your backyard that you climbed as a kid. Maybe there's a tree at your grandparents' farm that you'll never forget. Maybe there's a tree that you got engaged under, that you cried under, that you got married under. Maybe there's a tree that you sat by in college. Maybe there's a tree that just reminds you of your lowest, darkest moment. Again, that's me. What about you? Now, I love trees, but there's someone who loves trees way more than I do. And who is that? God. God loves trees. And how do I know that? Well, first off, God is the one who created trees, but also all throughout the story of God, it is absolutely filled 
with trees. You see, God uses trees to instruct us. He uses trees to teach us different things about who he is and about who we are and about life as a whole. And this right here is the heartbeat of our series. I mentioned this last week, away from humans, trees are mentioned more than any other living thing throughout the Bible, literally mentioned over a thousand times. Trees are mentioned so often that you open, if you open up your Bible to any two pages, there is a high chance that a tree of some kind is mentioned. Trees are everywhere. Just, just listen to this. Starting with Genesis in the Garden of Eden, there's the tree of life and there's the tree of good and bad. Noah's Ark, we're told that it's built out of gopher trees. Abraham, he's sitting underneath an oak tree right before he finds out that he's gonna have a son named Isaac. There's the burning bush, which is a small tree. The Jewish temple, when it was built, were informed that the walls were lined and filled with cedar trees. And then there's Jesus. And most of Jesus' teachings and parables often would reference fruit and trees. Randomly one day, Jesus cursed a fig tree. The first time Jesus met his friend named Zacchaeus, he was, Zacchaeus was up in a, in a sycamore tree. And the cross itself, we're told that Jesus was nailed and he was hung on a tree. And then there's the Holy Spirit. It's compared to a fruit tree. It's the fruit of the Spirit. And I promise you that we are just barely scratching the surface. Trees are everywhere. Kind of an interesting note in the English language, we have the word trees, but we also have wood, right? Like trees are outside and they're alive and wood is something that you build a campfire out of, you build a table out of. But for Jews at this time, there were not two separate words. Instead, trees and wood were both just called trees. Or in the Hebrew, they were both just called eights. And so you wouldn't build your house out of wood, you'd build your house out of trees or eights. And Moses' staff, it was not made out of wood. Instead, it was trees. It was eights. And so now that we've established that trees are everywhere and that God loves trees too, let's go back to where it all started. Listen to, listen to this. Then the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowing good and bad. And so at the very beginning, the Lord planted a garden in a place called Eden and God placed the very first man there, which I heard he was a pretty studly guy, six pack, good looking man named Adam. To be clear, it wasn't me. We just share a lot in common, okay? I get confused too. But God placed him in this garden and then what are we immediately told? We're told that God made all kinds of trees grow up from the ground, trees that were beautiful and produced all kinds of fruit. I'm picturing apples and oranges, peaches and pears. By the way, I love peaches. And so there's all kinds of trees. And then in the very middle of this beautiful garden, there are two trees that are unlike all of the others, the tree of life and the tree of knowing good and bad. But then, then the Lord God warned him. And God said, you may freely eat 
the fruit of every tree in this garden, except the tree of knowing good and bad. If you eat its fruit, you will surely die. And so again, at the very center of this garden, there are two trees. And God says, you can eat from any tree that you want, any tree, including this tree of life. But God warned him, he warned him, but don't eat from this other tree. Two trees, one that you can eat from the tree of life and one that you can't, the tree of knowing good and bad. Now, just to explain this, it's like, what in the world does all of this mean? What is going on here? Well, this first tree, the tree of life, it represents God and God's ways. Like living life and doing things according to God and what God would want, doing what's best and what leads to life according to God. And today, just to keep things really, really simple, we're gonna call this the tree of God's way. And so that's the first tree. And then the second tree, the tree of knowing good and bad, it represents us and living life according to ourselves, doing what we think is right, doing what we think leads to life. And again, just to keep things really, really simple today, we're gonna call the second tree, the tree of our way. And so we have these two trees, the tree of God's way and the tree of our way. And both trees seem like great trees. I mean, I love trees, even Russian olives. Like I, I just think they're fantastic. I mean, I just love trees in general, but God warns us and he says some pretty intense stuff about the second tree. I mean, he says that if you eat from this tree of our way, he, he says that you will surely die. Now, kind of crazy in the Hebrew, the only way to emphasize a word was to repeat the word twice. And so in the English, we read these words as God saying and telling us that you will surely die. But in the Hebrew, what God actually says is that if you eat from the second tree, he says, you will die, die. Literally repeats the word twice. He says, if you eat from the second tree, the tree of our, he says, you will die, die. I'll say it for us. That's a little over the top, okay? It's like, okay, God, like we, we got you. Like, you don't have to say the word twice, die in our direction. Like, do you really need to do this? This is like me telling my kids, if you run in front of that bus, kids, you're not just gonna die. You're gonna die, die. Talk about things that create nightmares, right? Like my kids wouldn't sleep for a month. But truly though, what God is trying to say, he's just trying to say, this is so important. Don't miss this. You can eat from the tree of God's way. And this tree, it's good and it leads to life. But please don't eat from this other tree because if you do, I promise you spiritually on your insides, if you eat from this second tree, you will die, die. He repeats it. Now, all of this, it might sound a little intense, right? And it's like, that's a lot. It's kind of out there. And at first it kind of sounds like a, like, a, like a weird fairy tale or one kind of, kind of like a story that you can take or leave. But some of us have felt this before and we know exactly what God is talking about. I mean, some of us, we made decisions and we've, we've done some things in our relationships, in our private lives. We've done some things that seem so fun and free 
at the time. And we did so because we're adults and we're so enlightened and educated. Like we're the best off and the wisest that humanity has ever been. And so we did what we thought was best and what leads to life according to us. And as a result in here on our insights, like spiritually, it felt like we died, died. Anyone know what I'm talking about? It's like, it's like, I kind of wish that this was only an optional story. Like I, I wish that I could kind of write this off as kind of a weird, strange fairy tale. But truth is, I know exactly what it's talking about when it says that we will die, die. But there's more. Listen to this one last thing that we're told about the second tree, the tree of our way. And just so we know at this point, Eve is also in the garden. But listen to what we're told about this second tree. She, Eve, saw the tree of our way. And what was it? It was beautiful. And its fruit looked delicious. Don't miss this. This this second tree, the tree of our way. Again, this is the tree that if we eat it, we will surely die. We will die, die. And yet this tree, the tree of death, it did not look like death at all. Instead, the tree of death looked delicious. It looked fantastic. It looked life-giving. It looked so satisfying and free. Like it felt like the best thing ever. The tree of death didn't look like death. The tree of death, it looked delicious. Again, both of these trees are right next to each other. And they're, they're dead center, like in the, in the very middle of this garden. Hear this, there were two trees and one choice. Two trees. Tree of God's way, tree of our way. Two trees, one choice. If we don't know the rest of the story, Adam and Eve, they don't listen to God. And they end, up, they end up choosing to eat from the tree of our way. And as a result, just like God said would happen, they end up being covered in guilt and shame. They do everything they possibly can to hide from God. And on their insides, like spiritually in here, it felt like they died. And they end up having to leave the garden. It's a beautiful garden that's filled with trees. Two trees. One choice. And so that's our story for today. But so much more, what I, what I want us to see and what I want us to hear is that this story, it points to our story. And I'm guessing maybe some of us even felt that as I, was, as I was sharing. I mean, so often life is filled with two trees and one choice, isn't it? Like the, these two trees, they're not just in the garden. Instead, so often life Life is filled with the with, with tree of, of God's way and the tree of our way. Like right in front of us, there's a right decision to make that you know is good and it might be really, really hard to do. And yet you know that it leads to life and it's pleasing to God. And yet right next to the good tree is this other tree. You just know it's wrong. And you just know it leads to death and you just know that it's not pleasing. Like something in your gut, like even if you've never been to church, like don't pray anything like that. You just like know that this isn't right. And yet this second tree, it looks delicious. And it just looks so good. And there's just something that feels so free about it. And it's like, I can do this. I can handle this. Like something inside of us just wants it. Again, two trees, one choice. 
Like being wise with your finances. Instead of taking on more debt just to buy something you don't need, two trees, one choice. Being faithful to your spouse. Instead of starting to blur the lines with your cute coworker, two trees, one choice. Saying yes to God and stepping out in faith instead of playing it safe and doing what's comfortable, two trees, one choice. Dealing with your problems, dealing with your brokenness and your crap, instead of taking out your anger on those you love, instead of taking yet another drink for the sixth night in a row, two trees, one choice. Having standards in your dating relationships around sex, instead of just moving in together and taking direction from the world around you, two trees, one choice. Speaking words of life and minding your own business instead of gossiping about everybody else in town. Two trees, one choice. Extending forgiveness to someone who's wronged you instead of getting revenge. Two trees, one choice. Having integrity at your job instead of cutting corners just to sign and seal a deal. Two trees, one choice. This last week, actually two weeks ago, I got a letter randomly in, in, in the mail um, from one of the coolest gals in our, in our church. And um, I reached out to her this week and just asked if I could share a part of it with, with you. And here's what she wrote. She said, hi, Adam, around 10 years old, I asked Jesus into my life. After graduating high school, though, I left my small town where I was a somebody I was popular, played all the sports, dated the cool guy. As I write this out now, it all sounds so dumb. But I left the only life I knew and I moved on to a new town where I wasn't known. And I didn't know who I was. I was completely lost. And that's when it all really started. I lost my faith in God. Then I lost myself. And for the next 12 years, I struggled to find my way when ultimately the only way was God's. This is her words, not mine. I spent the next 12 years trying to fill my life with anything I could. Drugs, alcohol, unhealthy relationships, shopping, excessive dieting, job hopping, self-help books, you name it, I tried it. Every so often I'd attempt to find a church, but Sunday mornings hungover were rough. Then my cousin asked me to go one time to this church where with her called Embrace. I went and I remember feeling at peace after the service was over, but I didn't keep coming. Instead, I kept choosing my way. Again, her words, solo. It was as if I was gonna fix my problems first and then go back to God. I felt so much shame for all the bad stuff I was doing and didn't wanna fully surrender to God until I could come to him with my life cleaned up. Then something happened. I really don't know what it was exactly. I mean, I know it was God, but other than that, I don't know. It was just my time. I hit my bottom. With some encouragement from a friend, I went to treatment. 28 days, ugh. Had I not been in such a devastating, hopeless spot in my life, I would have never gone for the fear of what everyone would think about me. But then I would have never regained my relationship with God. All my friends and family were completely shocked to hear I went to treatment. On the outside, I appeared to have a really good life, but underneath it all, I was sad and I never felt more alone. Treatment was the best thing I've ever done in my life ever, Without having gone to treatment, I don't think I would have ever gotten sober. After treatment, embrace became a safe place for me. It helped me fall in love with God all over again. 
and I've been sober for years since. Adam, I just wanted to write you and say, thank you. Powerful, right? Awesome. Once again, two trees, one choice. Now, just to say it in every decision, there's not always a crystal clear answer of what's right and what's wrong, what leads to life and what leads to death. Sometimes it's not clear. And other times there's not a wrong answer. It's like, do I want to drink the purple monster energy drink or do I want the white one? God says, both of them. (laughs) Maybe talk to your doctor first, okay? And so I want to note that, but what I'm What I'm trying to say is that on a regular daily basis, we are presented with some, if not many decisions where there is a crystal clear difference. And one is truly and clearly the tree of God's way. And one is clearly the tree of our way. And in these moments, we have to make a decision of which one we will choose. And so today for all of us, Two trees, one choice. I just want to ask right now, what two trees are you standing in front of? Right now. What two trees are you standing in front of? And one step further, which tree will you choose? The one that leads to life or the one that God warns and promises will lead to death? Again, what two trees are you standing in front of right now and which will you choose? And here's the deal, and this is so important right now. If you are choosing to eat from the tree of our way, and that's just where you are today, what I want you to hear is that it's never too late to choose to eat from the tree of God's way. Never too late. Why? Because of Jesus. Why? Because of an empty tomb. Why? Because of Easter. It's never never too late. And so today I'm just guessing that there are a bunch of us here who are hearing my my voice right now. And in some pretty big ways, we are not choosing God in his ways. Instead, we're choosing ourselves and in our ways. And as your pastor, I just want to encourage you that it's not too late to choose a different tree. It's not too late. And I know it might look good and I know it might, might sound good. And I know, I know the decision that you're facing, I know the one that you just know in your gut isn't right. I, I just know that oftentimes that's the one that just looks so beautiful. Like it just looks so enticing. It just looks like, gosh, finally I found what will satisfy my soul. Like it will, it will satisfy my, my hunger. But I just want to promise you that it will not lead to life. I just want to promise you that what God says is true. And I know this after sitting with so many different people. I know this after sitting with so many of us who have chosen the second tree. And more than sitting with other people, I know this from firsthand experience as well, folks. I'm a human being. I promise you that second tree, the tree of our way, every single time, without exception, every single time, it will in fact lead to death. The death of your soul. And so today, if that's you, I want to encourage you again to choose the the other tree, two trees, one choice. Starting today, I'm choosing to be faithful to my spouse instead of blurring the lines with my coworker. Two trees, one choice. 
I'm choosing to step out in faith instead of playing it safe and comfortable. Two trees, one choice. I'm, I'm, I'm starting today. I'm, I'm, I'm taking a step to have integrity in my, my business deals instead of cutting the corners on things just to get away, just to get an extra dollar. Two trees, one choice. I'm choosing forgiveness instead of resentment. Two trees, one choice. I'm choosing to deal with my problems and going to see a counselor or check into rehab. Two trees, one choice. More than anything else, I'm choosing the tree of life. I'm choosing the tree of God's way. I'm choosing God. I'm choosing Jesus from this day forward. I'm staying close to him. I want Jesus. I want Jesus. Two trees, one choice, Jesus, every time. Would you just guide me every time? Would you give me self-control that I need every time? Would you give me the courage? Would you give me the, the strength to choose you? The tree of life. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message moved you in any way, be sure to subscribe to the podcast to never miss your dose of encouragement. You can also follow us on social media with the handle at I am Embrace. Again, we are thrilled you took the time to join us today. And if you live anywhere near one of our locations in South Dakota and Minnesota, we would love to have you join us in person. You can find out more and start a conversation at I am Thanks again for listening and have a great week.